How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Alvin with Trying Success here on the Old Fashioned Health Network. Good health inside and out. Listen, y'all, I have an amazing guest on the show who I just told him earlier. I've been trying to get him on my show for a while, but the man is so busy and popular, you know, as as you will see the reason why. If you looked at his Instagram and all the other social media stuff that he has, you're very busy, Trey, and I appreciate you, man, being on the show so very much, man. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Thank yes, you. sir, man. I appreciate you for giving me the opportunity and the chance. So before we get started into this conversation of all these questions and feedback you're going to give us on your positive motivation, your views on things, tell people a little bit about yourself, where you're from, who you are, and what do you do? Yeah, so I'm from St. Augustine, Florida, born and raised, uh, grew up as an athlete playing football, and you know that was my path and my way, and that's what I uh, you know, strive to accomplish and achieve is making it to the pros. And um, so now, you know, I was able, I had the opportunity to play football at the University of New Hampshire uh, to where I then, you know, became an employee of the university, got my master's degree in adolescent development, did my undergrad in human development, family studies, and uh, transitioned from football to motivational speaking, um, keynote speaking, and just working with the youth, you know, using my degree as an adolescent development specialist, just working with the youth and um, using my motivation to inspire them and to, you know, be that person that I thought that I needed when I was, you know, that teenage and just, you know, being that person. And, and that's what I strive to be and, and do in this world. Well, you're doing a great job, man. I, I check out a lot of your uh, videos and things I see you do and your um, speaking engagement is, and you be into it, man. When you be on stage, that's like he is so focused on what he's doing and you do such a good job, man. And I, I think I like uh, a lot of your, when they are really passionate interviews, your passionate uh, talks, it may be short, but it's the ones when you do them in the car. Yeah. It's like real, it's like, listen, I just thought about something. You did with this one that I, that I, that really stuck out to me about when you had your dreads and then when you, people would tell you to cut them off then it says you should stop right there and then yep. as you grow along and I was like man I hope other people see that video because it, it, there was a message in what you were talking about and right. I kind of want you to tell the people again exactly about that piece because I want people to hear about what your thoughts are that I agree with about being making yourself happy and I want you to tell them what you said on that video about your dreads yeah, so on that TikTok video, um, I was sitting in the car and I had just pulled up into my parking spot. And I, you know, I'm always thinking, man, I'm always thinking. And, and for some reason, I was just noticing how at the end of one of my locks, it was getting ready to break off. And, you know, I started thinking about how when I started growing my hair, when I started the process, you know, people, there were some people, there were, you know, people who, who loved it. There were people who were out there for it and uh, always saying like, yeah, man, it's going to be great. Grow your locks. And then there were, you know, a handful of people that, disagree with it. There's a lot of people that, you know, as my hair would get longer and longer at each stage that it grew, you know, that person would be like, oh, like, you know, Trey, I think it looks good right there. Like, maybe you should stop growing it right there if it gets any longer. Like, maybe you might you might cut it or you might need to cut it or, you know, what what, what about when you go into the professional world? Like, are you going to try to keep your hair? Um, and then there was just some people who weren't used to seeing me with hair telling me I needed to cut it. But as my hair continued to get longer, so like each stage that it would reach that you would notice that it got longer, like, you know, how when somebody hair get longer, you're like, oh, like you can notice that their hair got longer when they reached those different stages of noticeable length. Mm -hmm. The same person who is telling me, oh, you need to cut your hair or maybe stop right there. Don't don't grow it anymore are the same people that come back and be like, man, your hair look good. Your hair look, you know, and now they praising it. Right. 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 And it was just like, you know, I started thinking about that. And it's just like, man, it's crazy how it's like people will 
unintentionally and intentionally, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when you're when you're trying to reach your dreams and your goals and, and, and you're going for something and people can see the developmental stages of it, they will try to stop you in the process of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because they think this is something that you shouldn't be doing or they think you won't be successful in doing it. Like people would tell me they was worried about me going into the professional world with dreadlocks, you know, right. and for me, I, that was never a worry or issue for me, you right. know, and 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 so people will try to put their own insecurities and doubts on you, but you have to continue to stay focused and keep doing what it is that you're doing. And as you begin to grow within, you know, your goals and your dreams, those same people who doubted you right, are going to be the same people that's going to be supporting you, same people that's going to be asking you, how did you do it? Right. Gonna be, you know what I mean? And so I just feel like every single time now that I get compliments on my locks with how long they are, how good they look. It's just a compliment to me, just letting me know that, you know, it's good, it's good that you stay secure in your decisions and what it is that you want to do in life and your goals. And so that's just kind of how I just translate those those uh, those interactions that I have with people. And that was kind of the whole gist of the video is just trying to get that message of, you know, keep going, whatever it is that you're doing, like, keep going. Right. And I liked it, man. It was, th- that message was good for me that particular day. It seemed like when you do some of the messages you have, but I ha- if I happen to run across your message, it's like, I wanted that somebody tell him to say this. And this was specifically for me. So it was, it, you do, I will please be encouraged that you do a great job. Even the days when it seemed like, like, well, I mean, nobody's listening. Who cares? Right. That's when somebody is listening like me, you know, that, that you're really doing. So please, I want you to stay encouraged with doing that. Thank now, you. Thank you. You say you're from St. Augustine. Now, when I went to school at Jackson State. Okay. And, uh, that, the drum major, uh, Morris, God, I can't remember Morris's name. He was a drum major. When I was at Jackson State, but he was from St. Augustine, Florida, because we used to know okay. him from being from St. Augustine. We had, we would talk about him, but, uh, but that's what I know about Florida and uh, St. Augustine. And then I was thinking about when I see you do your motivational, uh, videos and stuff, is I think about our football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, Coach Sanders being the coach and everything down there. Yep. And to, and when I hear him sometime after I've watched you, the parallels are kind of the same, you know. If you ever if you're listening, it's like, well, he kind of sounds like Trey. I think Trey said something similar to that. I yeah. wish, I wish, and hope one day that they'll get a chance to see or hear hear from you because you do a really good job. They need you down there. They would love to have you. He's oftentimes talked about how he needed a a conditional strength trainer and all these different things. And I always think right. about people that I've seen or ran across either on social media, people that I know, and I always mm-hmm. think about you. That's like we need Trey at Jackson State. Yes, sir. <laughs> we need you down there, man. So, so how did you end up school at this particular school? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so you know, coming out of high school, uh, the University of New Hampshire was my first offer, my first Division One AA offer coming out of high school, and uh, I ended up getting six total. But University of New Hampshire was my first one, and they came down did a home visit, um, and then they brought me up in the middle of uh, January. Visited the school, and at that time, you know, we were the number. We're the number two team in the country right next to North Dakota State. And um, that was in 2014. And then once I committed and came, we ended up becoming the number one team in the country. And so, you know, we were hot top program in the Division One AA uh, category. And, and, and also we were very high, highly ranked when it came to academics, uh, well-known university at that time. And so, you know, I thought it would be uh, a great opportunity for me to go somewhere far, 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 you know, away from home, something that has never been experienced by the people that, you know, that, that come from where I come from. And right. so I just, I just wanted the, I wanted the opportunity to experience something different. And I was leaving with the mindset of, you know, when I go off here, when something goes wrong, 
I don't want the thought of going back home to be my first option. Like that's how bad I wanted to be successful. And, and I have nobody but God and my mother to thank for that because my mother through the process of recruiting, like she never, ever, you know, stepped in and tried to make a decision for me or she never held me back from going that far. And her and I had the conversation about going that far away. You know, the only thing that she wished is that it was traveling distance so she can make to make it to more games. But she was like, maybe go, you know, and so that made me feel comfortable in making my decision. And, and, and I know I made the right decision. And so, you know, once I got up there, it felt like a home away from home. You know, the, the coaching staff was awesome. The guys on the team were awesome. It just felt comfortable. And I saw myself making a change there. And, you know, since I made that decision, I've been able to do so many different things that people who come from where I come from haven't got the opportunity to do. And, and something that I wanted to do is just finish, you know, because a lot of great athletes come came from St. Augustine, Florida, you know, like right, Brandon right. James, and, you know, all those people like that, you know, they they. They've come from from where I come from, and I've seen a lot of people go off to school, come back home on a visit, and then never go back to school. Right. You know, and these are people that I looked up to, these are mm. people that I was like, oh, I want to be like them, and they always come back and end up at home, and you know, and, and life happens. You know what I mean? And not to judge them, but I wanted to be that person that that made it out, that you know, did something big, and it was only coming back to implement what it was that they created to b- build a better foundation for the ones coming after them. Wow. So let me ask you this: If you, um, so you mentioned you you with the intention of going to play the NFL, right? Yep. So how how did that how did that work out? Tell me what I, I've seen some things in the video that talked about when you end up taking a different path. How what happened with that? Yeah. So that was a uh, man, and I tell the story every time I get up on stage and speak. Man, I, I always tell the story, you know, because this is really the basis of of how my speaking career started and. For people to understand me, you know, they, they have to hear this story. And so the way what happened was, you know, I was going into my senior year and uh, I remember, you know, it was it was uh, spring practice. We had a couple practice left before, you know, we we're getting ready to go into summer. And I remember it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm in the room with my roommates, with my two roommates. And I was telling them, I said, guys, man, we only got five practice left, man. You know, we just got to stay healthy. We got to practice hard and we're going to get through this, you know, four practice with the fifth one being the spring game. And so one of my roommates was like, yeah, Trey, man, I can't wait to get back to Washington, man. My, my little brother just had his birthday. Everything going to be good, man. I can't wait to see him. My other roommate was like, Trey, I can't wait to see my sister, man. I haven't seen her in years. And we just started going down memory lane, man. And, you know, so end of the night, I get in bed and I remember just laying there staring at the roof. And I'm telling myself, like, it's going to be great, you know. And um, I roll over to my side, get ready. You know, I turn the light off and the voice in my head just said, you know, Trey, are you ready to accomplish these dreams and these goals? Like, you getting ready to go into your senior year? Like, you know, there's been a few scouts at practice and stuff. Like, this is it, man. Like, you almost there. You're the first two-time team captain in University of New Hampshire's history. You're, you're the strongest athlete pound for pound in University of New Hampshire's history. You got all these records. You're the poster boy. You know what I mean? Like, you you on top right now. Like, you really ready for this? I'm like, yeah, no problem, you know? I say my prayers. I go to sleep, wake up the next morning at 5 a.m., make my way down to the training room. I get dressed, get ready for practice. We get outside, and we're in the middle of a scrimmage right now. And, you know, as a running back, um, first two-time team captain, you know, defense was kicking our butts at this moment in this time, right? We couldn't get a first down. We couldn't get out of the red zone. We couldn't catch a pass, and they were talking trash. You know what I mean? Like, defense was bringing the juice this day. Like, I don't know what it was, but they were on fire. And so my head coach, he walked by, and he calls us by our last names, and he tapped me on the leg and was like, Brian, come on, pick these boys up. Get them up. And, you know, at this moment in time, I'm like, all right, I got to, you know, I'm, I'm the guy, so I got to pick them up. 
I look to the sideline, get the play call, it's a run play. So this is me. It's third and one. All we need is one all we need is the one yard to get the first down, right, right to win that period of the practice. And at this moment in time, you know, I was I was thinking to myself, like, you know, this is it. This is how I change this is how I change, you know, situations. This is what playmakers do, right? And right. if I want to make it to the league, make it to the NFL, like this is the type of stuff that I have to do. And so I remember, you know, quarterback ready down, set, go. I get the ball, I jab, step across, I get the ball, I begin to make my reads. And as I'm making my reads, the offensive line begins to close down, which forces me to bounce the ball to the outside. And I bounce the ball to the outside, the safety fits down, and we hit straight up at the line of scrimmage, right? And so we're running our feet. I'm running my feet. He's running his feet at the line of scrimmage. And here it is, just one yard that separates me and him from getting the first down. And in my head, I begin to think, like, I just need to give it one more push, right? And so the equal forces begin to run us laterally down the field. And I got my, my right hand hooked into his chest plate. And we're running laterally. And in my head, I said, I'm just going to jab my left foot into the ground, stop, throw him by so I can run forward to get this first down. But as I began to jab my left foot into the ground, the linebacker jumps over the offensive lineman, which tipped my right hip and it got my foot stuck in the ground awkwardly. And bah, my knee just snapped. Right. I ended up tearing my ACL, MCL, both medial lateral meniscus and my patella tendon all in one snap, you know. And so at that time and at that moment, you know, I was on the ground screaming, yelling, crying. And I just remember, you know, I was laying on my left side and it was like a slow motion panoramic view. As I began to rotate over to my right, I see all of my teammates just staring at me and it was silent. Right. And my eyes, as I began to land on my right side, my eyes land on my position coach who put his heads down. He turns around and walks off the field, and then my eyes land on my head coach, who, you know, he put his head down and looked like he gave a little prayer. He put the whistle to his mouth, blew his blew the whistle, and said, "Move the ball up ten yards." Nobody said a word. Nobody moved. Nothing. He did it again. Blew the whistle. Move the ball up ten yards. Right. And slowly, everyone moved the ball up ten yards, and practice continued to go on. And so as I'm laying on the field, I begin to just look at the skies. The trainers begin to run over to me and, you know, they're talking and stuff. But all my 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 vision is blurry and and the sound is just starting to fade out. And I'm just talking to God. and I'm just like, why me? Why? You know, I was so close to my dreams, my goals. Here it is, like getting ready to try to at least showcase my talent to the NFL coaches or CFL coaches or arena, whatever, whoever, whatever professional league was going to give me the opportunity to play the game that I love, right? This was my moment in time, but, you know, obviously this is all changed and why me? And so that's where my life changed, man. That's where that's where the, the, the path of where I'm at now, that's where it all started. You know what I mean? And at least for me, that's where I realized that's that's where, you know, God had a different path for me to travel. And um, so when it comes to the NFL, man, when it comes to football, you know, I just feel like I experienced so much on the football field and I gave so much as an athlete, uh, was so dedicated to the game on and off the field uh, to the point to where it just felt like, you know, you know, why me, man? I've done everything right. I've treated everyone right. I, I've made sacrifices when it comes to doing the right things on and off the field. You know, I've set these records here at the university. I've come all the way up from Florida to to really just make an impact here on this campus. You know, everybody loved me. I was this, I was that, I've accomplished this, I've accomplished that. I've held guys accountable for their for their uh, actions. You know, I've done everything the right way, you know, but why me? Why am I the one who decided to give it one more push, one more drive, right, to, to make an impact, a change, and had to be the one to now be, you know, down and out on the, on the field, crying, holding his knee, and loses his whole senior year, right? And, and that's where... I began to lose hope. I began to give up 
my whole, you know, purpose of, of trying to make it to the league because, you know, making it to the league for me was to be able to change the financial situation for my family. You know, growing up in a single parent home, you know, we lived paycheck to paycheck and, and you know, we weren't broke. We made we made things work. You know, what I mean, we, we had a good life, but right. I felt like we could have had better. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I put that on my shoulder to try to to really make a financial change for my family and not only just for my family, but to also one day help impact my community. And at that moment, I felt like I wasn't going to be able to do that, you know? And, um, and I just turned it around, you know, I had to continue to believe and trust in God and what it was that he created me to do. And, and I had to get out of that mindset of, of trying to just limit myself to being a football player and Mm -hmm. get out of that dream of, you know, the NFL is the only way you're going to be able to make it and be successful, right? right? right. Because growing up in Florida, you know, we that's we live, we breathe, sleep, eat, leave football. That's all it is there, right? And so everybody grow up thinking that you got to make it to the NFL or whatever sport it is you play, whatever sport it is, you got to make it in that sport to be somebody of impact, right? And so that's what I had to, you know, I had to dislocate myself from that mentality and I began to see that I was so much more than what I was limiting myself to. And once I realized that, you know, that's that's when I began to start uh, seeing my ability to speak and my ability to impact people. And so all I've been doing is just, you know, translating what I've experienced on the field physically into, you know, using it as as my voice and just explaining it to people, you know, and, and trying to relate it to everybody's situation. And so. Yeah, that's where we at. So hopefully, you know, I, I feel like my path when it comes to football to relate it back to your question, um, you know, I, I don't think God removed me from the game. I think I'm just he's just going to use me in a different way when it comes to NFL, you know. And, uh, you know, one day I will be uh, speaking to NFL teams. I will be speaking to, you know, CFL teams. I will, you know, and so and that's that's my part. That's the part that I'm going to play in the game of football. And so um, and that's how I see it. Well, uh, I want to tell you, uh, can you give me a little air? It's hot in here. They, they got it hot in this studio. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you, maybe I just got, uh, just, but then let me tell you, uh, I first tell you, you are an amazing storyteller, man. I've heard you. you tell other stories on the thing, and it's like, you know how when Barack tells a story, he, he has a, a low voice, but everybody's mm-hmm. on the edge of the seat just listening because it just, because he commands the audience. That would be you. You Dang. don't have to do anything, but just start talking. So that that's that's one of the things that I that I recognize when I, whenever I a lot of times I can hear people talking on their social media, and I just bypass. And, right, and, and it depends on what, most times I bypass. But when it, it's just that all you need to do is let Trey. If you get Trey like five seconds, then he just about probably got you. <clears throat> so yes, you can do that. But you know, one of the things I've learned from like even in a situation like yours, it seems like. uh God doesn't negotiate his plans for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have one plan for ourselves. And it, for me, uh, it could have been me playing professional football or professional baseball because I was good at both baseball specifically. I'm really good at that. Uh, uh-huh. But it's just like God's like, I, I know this is what you think your plan is, but I'm, I, I appreciate you still want to do it for me. So right. as long as you want to do it for him, it may not be the same job, but the same purpose needs to stay the same. And yep. that's how I've been able to get past some of the things that I thought should have been. Or uh, I'll ask, I'll be like, so why why are you making me do all this? I'm doing everything right. Everything I'm supposed to do. And right. you 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 just turn the tables on. It's like, well, I ain't turn the tables. You're still at the table. You're just eating on a different side of the table. I was like, okay, I'll go with yeah. that. Yeah, right. I'll go with that. So that's pretty much what it sounds like that uh, that happened to you. Now, I, I, I think your story and anything that you do is really the – 
people that are in athletics really, really need to hear your story because yeah. uh, athletes to me are so focused on that specific, uh, whatever it is, if it's baseball, football, or basketball. Yeah. And it could change on you. Your ticket may be basketball, baseball, football, but it may be something different. And they need to hear stories like yours and see successes and options that you took so they can learn from it. So yep. the athletic world needs to hear your story because your story is not one that of uh, anything that you did to cause it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So it was like I followed all the things I was supposed to follow. And then when God said, okay, this is where you're ready to be a great speaker. I'm going to send you to graduation. And your graduation was the accident. You know what I'm saying? Yes, right. <laughs> so, but you have to be able to see that. You know, and I, I, I've heard, um, you know, when you get depressed, people get depressed and you go through suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I call it temporary blindness because you can't see past right. tomorrow. You can only see, you've only blind at that moment. And it kind of bothers me sometimes um, when people go, Temporary blind, and they can't see tomorrow. You right, know, and they just and they just give up. So, but your story, man, and listening to you do what you do, please keep doing it. Do not, yes, sir. Do not stop. So, what's your long term goal? Do you have any books you've written yet? No, I haven't. And so that's uh, to answer your question. That's one of my long term goals is to uh, is to write a book, and you know, I already have my idea, my plan, of what it's going to be about. And um, it's definitely going to be based off of uh, the the story that I just told and explained to you all. And um, so, yeah, that's definitely my long term goal. You know, I don't want to share too much on it, but it's definitely yeah. in okay. the works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely in the works. And uh, I'm going to be excited about that once I start sitting down and write. I just I, I'm the type of person where I feel like I have to I have to think on something like a long time, even when I'm preparing my speeches like. You know, if I got a speech, you know, planned to do uh, this Friday, you know, show going on, like it'll probably take me all the way up until Wednesday night of just thinking and envisioning mm-hmm. myself before I can even sit down with pen and paper to even, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how it's kind of been with this book um, uh, coming up with that. So that's that's one of my long term goals. Okay. Uh, another term goal um, is to have a mentorship program, which I've already kind of started uh, talking mm-hmm. with Motivation, a mentorship, youth mentorship program that I've kind of started, but I started it during the summer uh, once COVID started. So what was that? I want to say that was like, what, 2019? Uh, and it was kind of, it was kind of hard to juggle uh, with COVID. Uh, so it was kind of on and off, but I still, I still stay in contact with the, with the couple of youth that I was working with consistently for those weeks. Um, but it's, you know, long term, I hope to get that open and, um, you know, have that be something that goes nationwide to where, you know, I, I continue to, to work with youth and, and just really work on something that I call perspective development, right? I don't even know if that's a word or something, you know, but for me, I feel like the difference between us being successful and unsuccessful is our perspective and how we view, how we see things, right? How we look at a situation because the same thing that I went through could be, you know, something that breaks somebody else down and, you know, turn their life, uh, turn, turn their life, you know, to a dark place. Right. And they never bounce back from it. Right. So it's just like, it's how you view the situation. And I think that if we work on our perspective, if we work on looking at things from a different angle, we'll have a better chance at being successful. And so, so that's something that I want to attack when, uh, when it comes to the mindset of the youth and, um, you know, also using my studies, right. My adolescent development degree talking about, you know, how our youth, uh, come up their upbringing, right. Their environment, 
uh, talking about, you know, um, their, their, their body development, right? The peer pressures, right? Social media influence, talking about all those things that impact their development as, as, you know, young adults and young, young teens. You know, those are the things that I want to, to poke on and, and to kind of get them to, to see from a different perspective and kind of, you know, raise that level of maturity. Um, because I feel like that was something that I always kind of did good at, uh, at, at a young age was, kind of knowing who I was and not allowing those societal pressures and, you know, those things to, to really dictate me and, and influence me to make certain decisions and do certain things. I was pretty firm in my values and my morals. And um, so that's something that I want to do long term, man, is create a program that's going to really target those things in our youth and, and help uh, help our youth grow up making better decisions earlier in their life. And so, yeah. So there's a book that I want you to write after you write your other books or you can write this <laughs> or you can write it with it. But the title of this book, I'm going to give it to you early. You better yep. hurry up and put it down. Make sure nobody don't take it from you. Yep. But it's called The Call After the Play. The Call After the Play. I'm I writing it down right it. now. Yep, The Call After the Play. And it reminds me of your life. There was a different call after that play that you made. So it's called yes. The Call After the Play. Yes. So I think you know what to do with it from there. Yep. I can't write All it, right. but this is your book. Yep. All right. It was your book. I just send me one when you finish and sign it, all right? I got you. And, and I, <laughs> yes, I don't sir. need but like 2% royalty, something like that, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But I like that. that. That reminds me of what your call was after the play, so that's why I came up with that. So, Yes, sir. So I like that. That would be a good thing. I have some youth that I would love for you to motivate. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. I have a, I, I'll, I'll tell you that off, off the line, but I have a lot of kids that we deal with. Yeah. And they need, especially in our community, we don't see a lot of people that look like us in mm-hmm. our community doing all the things that you're doing. Uh, and, and then you don't get enough airtime for us to see it as well, you know? So the airtime that we get for somebody like you, they're not doing what you're doing. Right. But we need to see more people that look like you in our community doing what you're doing so we could be encouraged or inspired that there's options. Right, you know, so I, I I got some kids that I definitely know that I can point you to that uh that I that I control that I that I want you to look at and then tell us what you can do to for sure. encourage and inspire them. So yeah, I, did. I want them to see you because I, I want them. I got this one kid. Uh, he does. Ian reminds me. There's a kid that's on one of our shows, and he's like one of those kids that's constantly trying to. He's like a sponge absorbing. Great right. things. He's so smart. Uh, but it's like, it's a lot of them that are really, really like him. But he comes to mind because we just did a show with him last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so long story short, I have a, I produce a kids cooking and talk show. So that's what that particular thing is. But then there's some other stuff. But anyway, this particular kid and the young lady that was on the show with him are so smart. Mm-hmm. And to get a chance to have somebody like you that can be exposed, they can be exposed to just nurtures the better part of them. You see what I'm saying? So right, remember, right. Yeah. Yep. We need you in our community bad. Really for sure, bad. man. Please. That's man. what I'm here we for. That's what God called me to do. Man. So, all right, man, tell people how they can get in contact with you or if they want to call you to come speak for them or whatever. What would they need to do? For sure, man. So um, as far as getting or, you know, social media, right, for as far as social media to start off with, 
Um, Instagram, TikTok are both at Talking With Trey. You can find me at Talking With Trey, or you can just simply search my name, Trayvon Bryant. Um, and as far as contacting me for speaking gigs, you can either, because uh, I know a lot of people like to talk through social media, so you can DM me through uh, social media, through Instagram. Um, it seems like TikTok don't necessarily have that that messaging component anymore. Um, but if you message me on Instagram, you know, just make sure that in your original message, you just state what it is that. Uh, that you're contacting for. So I know to, you know, make that a priority to look at that message at least. Right. Uh, sometimes I get some crazy messages, I'm but, sure. you know, uh, yeah. So I try to filter through them. So make sure you, you know, you, you clearly state what it is that, uh, that we're trying to do. So I know that it's business. Um, and then as far as email wise, email wise, uh, you can contact me at my Gmail at trade zero four at gmail.com. So that's T R E Y. D04 at gmail.com. And, uh, and that's, that's my Gmail account email that I've been using for contact as of now. So, um, yeah, that's how you can get in contact with me. Follow up, you know, follow me on, uh, Facebook at Trayvon Bryant. Uh, if you're a Facebook user on Twitter as well, I'm not really active on Twitter. Um, but, you know, same thing on Twitter, talking with Trey, Trayvon Bryant. And then my YouTube account as well is at talking with Trey. Um, you can also follow me on there as well. Well, I appreciate you, man. I'm gonna uh, make sure that uh, that they uh, that when they see you with my kids, I- I'll make sure that uh, people probably want to definitely talk to you because I I I've vetted enough watching what you do to know it's like yeah, this is a good man for the kids to watch and listen to because they're yeah. they're being encouraged now. I don't know about your cooking skills because I've been seeing some of those too. Like, yeah, no, you, no, no, you're good. Now I'm not saying you can cook. Now I ain't, I ain't say that. Now. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't no masterpiece now. But yeah, no, I mean, got a little something. Yeah, he played up his food. That's like, yeah, no, Trey, that's not played it up right. I mean, it's just not really looking too appealing. But I mean, ah, uh, don't do me like that, boss man. Good, so you don't. So don't pay me no because I'm vegan, right? So I, I yeah, eat really yeah. funny. So. I keep it clean I keep it healthy man I do it for the body for the health so yeah man I appreciate you so much for being on the show thank you so much man y'all make sure y'all share follow and like and anytime Trey you want to be on the show you know how to reach me now Yes, sir. You know, if you when you get ready to write this book, whichever one is the one we talked about, whatever you got yep. going on, is an announcement going on. If there's anything big you got going on that you need people to to see or hear, yep. Just let us know, and we'll do whatever we can to expose it. Because I like what you're doing. Just always just shoot me something. And like, listen, here's an announcement. Let y'all know Trey is doing this. All right. Totally, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, man. Have a great week. Uh, Try to make sure you stay uh, uh, cool because it's it's hot out there. Oh yes, it is. Yes, All sir. Right. <laughs> All right, bye bye.